Holyoke Media presents an interview with Elsie Rodriguez Garcia about Justin Chavez Extraordinaire. The Extraordinaire Way, made in Holyoke. Here we are with Elsie Rodriguez Garcia. And we want to make a special time to talk about you because it's important to go to the origins and the roots of what is our main topic of conversation today, which is to remember and honor and celebrate Justin Extraordinaire. Just uh, a few days ago, we had the celebration of what it will have been his birthday, 30, 35 years. In, in a way, to celebrate that, there was a reveal of the new extraordinary way in the flats. But I think this celebration merits to go way deeper and to celebrate not only Justin, but also include you as part of it, because you have been part of that success and what it means to be made in Holyoke. So, Elsie... Thank you so much for being here today and to be open to, to talk about all this work. Thank you for inviting me and having me here. Truly appreciate it. I'm very honored that you reached out so I can talk about my son and all his successes. Let's start by stating what many people in Holyoke know about Justin as an artist, as extraordinaire, but as his manager and his mom. Can you tell us about Extraordinaire as a young artist and an amazing community member who always was there for the community? Okay, thank you for that. And I am, please have some patience with me. I'm going to try, this has been, these are challenging times for me. And I do want to be able to capture my son in the best light that I could. So let me go back to, as a young boy, Justin was always involved and in almost everything he can get his hands on. Very full of energy all the time. One thing that I don't know if people really, really know about Justin was that he was a tremendous, huge soccer player. And he was an excellent soccer player. He was an MVP, most valuable player almost all the time for his soccer team. Justin started soccer when he was four years old. He entered a soccer clinic and I have his cleats, very tiny little cleats. I still have those cleats. And he was, believe it or not, the smallest, the, the most shortest, tiny, tiny. And running around that soccer field for a whole entire week, getting trained in a sport that his father played in high school and he really wanted to also be this huge soccer player himself. Justin did soccer through his whole entire life. Justin breathed, lived soccer. Justin did indoor soccer, outdoor soccer, travel soccer. We had towns, Lalo, looking for Justin to be in their team. Justin was in Juventus, which was a very, very prestigious soccer team. And he was always one of the top players there. He was in Juventus for many, many years. Justin was also in Attorney McDonald many, many years ago. He was in that team as well. Justin also was in varsity at the Holyoke High School. 
he went with his team, which Juventus, they traveled to Europe and they entered the Coca-Cola tournament, which they won second place. And these were leagues from all over, Japan, China, you name it, and they won second place from little old Holyoke, right? Holyoke, Massachusetts. Justin had many scouts, many college scouts looking for him. I've got tons of paper, newspaper clippings of him playing in the field in all his glory because that was his temple. His body was his glory, trying to be as the best shape, the best fit, had really great discipline, you know, and he always wanted to perfect his skill. Unfortunately, in his senior year, when all the scouts, that's the most important time of your life, it's what he prepared himself for. He also traveled to Brazil. Justin is half Ecuadorian and half Puerto Rican. So Justin would travel to South America, to Ecuador with his father and his brother, Jonathan Chavez. And he went once down to Brazil because his favorite soccer team was the Brazilian team. And he was able to meet one of the Brazilian players that helped train him one day there. So how exciting was that? Justin came back with uniforms from almost every single country in South America. Okay, it was soccer video games, soccer clothing. I had nets in his room with soccer balls from all over the countries. So in his senior year, many, many scouts, Justin tore his ACL during practice. But he never said anything because of course he was young and he never wanted to be taken out of the team or any of the games. He was always playing. He was never on the bench. And so he would just brush it off, shake it off. Oh, this is nothing. This is okay. It's, it'll, it'll get better. It'll heal. Anyhow, it never did. And he needed surgery. He needed physical therapy. He tried very hard to get back to where he needed to be. Unfortunately, he didn't get to play his senior year. So the scouts all left. They were there for him. They found out he wasn't going to be able to play and they did not come back all his life working to get scholarships. A's. He was such an A student. Justin would do people's homeworks in lunch school and I would go pick him up and he was standing in the corner with the big bunch of papers and I was always wondering what is he doing? He was doing people's homeworks because he was very quick and smart. Very young entrepreneur <laughs> in which ways, right? But he was just, you know, trying to do everything. So anyhow, Holyoke Community College reached out to him for their soccer team. And of course, he explained the situation. They were okay with that. So he went to the practice. Unfortunately, he threw his knee out. So he wasn't able to get the scholarship there either. So there goes his sadness. There goes my son's darkness. So he needed to find himself again. What am I supposed to do now? So he started putting his, his frustrations, the way he felt, his trying, what am I going to be now? How am I going to discover myself now on lyrics, on paper? He started writing. He started releasing all of that through music. And then, you know, in, in addition to his music, Justin, again, something people may not know about him, was a huge checker player, a perfectionist when it came to checkers. So much so that my son Jonathan said, Mom, there was a huge checkers championship contest in Las Vegas. And Justin didn't go because he didn't have the money. But he would have won, Mom, because he memorized and he knew every single step to make on a checkerboard 
to beat his competitor. When Justin was interested in something, he would research, get educated, buy books, listen to videos, whatever he can do to really get himself like an expert in that area. Once he perfected it, he moved on to grab something else. When he was really young, it was the marbles. And Jonathan would tell me, mom, he would go, he would leave the house with five marbles, mom. He would join tournaments in the flats. And then mom, he would win even the adults. And then he would take 500 marbles that he won out of his five and walk up the hill and join other people's tournaments. And I said, with friends? No, mom, by himself. And by the way, he knew no one there, but he would go and join it because when he wanted to perfect something, he needed to compete to make sure it was at the level where he needed it to be. Same thing with his music. Same thing came when he decided community organizing. Community organizing came about because I, I did community organizing. My son knew that at my age, at age 12, I opened up my first after school program in the flats, Stufford Apartments in the community center. I did that for a good close to a year. At the time, the Boys and Girls Club noticed, got wind of, wow, there's this thing happening. So they went to the Holyoke Housing Authority and they got the spot because they offered money, right? I didn't have no money, I'm not paying rent. But you know what makes me so happy? That that morphed into satellites. There are Boys and Girls Club satellites. My, so Justin and Jonathan in the flats, that satellite, then the center opened up into a satellite. It spread to Lyman. It spread up to Jackson Parkway, which is no longer. No. It spread there. Because it was down in the flats, my sons both and friends, they were all able to go to the after-school program that I helped at age 12 start. And that's where he met Izzy. And that after-school program of the Boys and Girls Club, the Satellite, that's where Justin. So Justin always knew of what I had done. And he knew that I continued to do this throughout all the youth programming that I did. I did all the community-wide events, organizing. Justin was in the middle school and he came aboard. I had the high school students, I had middle school students. Priscilla was one of them. Priscilla was my Girl Scout, all the way up to the Holyoke Youth Alliance. She was part of my me training, organizing to do community-wide events, community organizing, to how to do public speaking, how to get funding, how to look for donations. So I was able to do that with all the, I mean, years and years, it was leadership building. I'm very proud to say that a lot of those students that went through my program, now are community organizers. They have businesses. They are still part of the community events that Justin put together with Izzy, you know, that he had initially started and Izzy came along and they all kind of initiated all that. That entire group were my Holy Youth Alliance students. Okay. When I walked in, Justin said, mom, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, oh my God, Justin, that is great. This is exactly what you taught us at the Holy Youth Alliance. We're going to do this. You know, these, th there was a fire. And so we're going to be organized. How do I do this mom? And I'm like, well, so he and I, of course he went through the whole program. He didn't need much from me. He really didn't. He went all out on his own. He organized everything. He went, he knocked on every door. One thing about Justin, I have to say, he had so much courage so much courage. He did not care. He would not take no for an answer. He would not take no for an answer. He would figure a way around it. 
he had a really good charisma that he just, I don't know, something, people always flocked to him and were always willing to help him, right? Of course, wheels me in. Mom, I need you to oversee and coordinate all the food station. And, you know, because you're the one that, you know, you helped us. You know what you're doing. So can you help coordinate everyone for me? I remember going into Kelly's school, how proud I was of my son. The feeling of now I am the one on the other side of the table serving when they were the ones used to back in the youth programming days serving. The tables have turned and I see him on this stage and I could not be prouder. And it just kept going. It didn't stop there. He kept going. He kept moving. He kept appearing. The basketball games and tournaments for youth in Holyoke. The giving back to those that were displaced from Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico in terms of moving them to their homes, to their new places, their new apartments, their whole furniture. I remember that weekend, he left early in the morning on a Saturday and would come back around 10 o'clock at night because he was moving, him and Chris Medina, moving these uh, everyone. Anything that he can do, you know. Um, I remember him when he first started, when he did his Maiden, Maiden Holyoke video, because that came first, the apparels came after. He gave out his apparels. He would give them out because he wanted people to have them. His whole intent and his vision behind this whole entire Made in Holyoke brand was unity and community with inclusion. Like those three things, because they may interchange in terms of similarities, but they do have their specific places and what their meanings and what they represent. Community and unity and inclusivity all are great, but they all work even better together. You know, and, and that's what he wanted to do, unite that. And very important to him that it was very diverse and the people that it reached. This is not a just for Holyoke people. This was for all over, you know, and, and if you listen to his lyrics and, and the Made in Holyoke, it says you take it everywhere, right? And that's what he wanted. He wanted this to spread everywhere. So every community in every state or in every city can do the same replica that he did here. And so everyone would be able to be supported and people would be able to feel that they are important and they matter. Their voices matter. They matter. They are human beings. They matter. Which led, led him to the panhandlers untold story, which led him to, you know, walking the streets and asking people their lives so he can write lyrics about them and include that voice in a larger platform. He realized very quickly that his platform was growing and it was really making, putting a stamp in, in what his movement was going to really be about. He would tell me, mom, my brand is timeless. It is timeless. People will keep waiting for me because of what it stands for. His confidence to see the light. The light for my son was his community. Made in Holyoke, his community was his light because he was able to do everything that he did in such a short period of time with such velocity, <laughs> right? while still 
struggling and juggling his own insecurities and his own darkness. But you know, we all know that they t there's statistics out there, there's talks about it, there's so much information that those that help and give themselves the most are the ones that are hurting. And, and, and you, do you know what I mean? That, that Because they're so vulnerable, right? Because they give so much of themselves, they become vulnerable. They put themselves in vulnerable positions because when you think about listening to people's stories, and their experiences and how touching and, and particularly the ones that he was really trying to bring to light. I am so sorry, but it will affect you because you care. If you have that heart and you genuinely care, it's going to somewhat trigger certain things in you for him to be able to just, I can't get the proper word, kind of like relieve that from people, take that all away from you and, and just put it within himself to write about it while he's struggling with his own demons and his own depression and mental health, my son is truly extraordinary. What a born leader. I think of him as a peacemaker. I think of him as when he said, we all have a purpose in this world, you know, and when you find your purpose, you need to share it with the world because that's God's plan. My son was a peacemaker. I can't expect anything less. Yeah, he did extraordinary things through his darkest moments of his life in just a matter of seven, eight years, talking about, I wanna see my name on rafters. I am going to leave a legacy. I am going to make sure every, talk about, did you know the future? <laughs> but that's how in tuned he was with his vision of where he wanted to take it. He already saw it on rafters. He already saw it making all those connections and unity and community. He saw the end result and it's still moving right now. I'm extremely proud of my son. And I, uh, I have to say that, you know, we, we, we raise our children and we always as parents sometimes think, I hope our child heard us. I hope they're listening to us. We want to be role models, right, for our children, mentors. I hope they're watching our every move, right? And sometimes you say, I wonder if they know. I wonder if they heard. I wonder if they listened. He was listening. He was watching me. And that makes me so happy. He was my mini, he was me. He was a replica. He used to say, mom, you and that DNA, you and me, that darn DNA, we are so much alike. My son would text me at 1130 at night. My phone would not stop. Ding, 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 all over the place. Ideas, ideas, ideas. Let me fill you in on a little something. The Maiden in Holyoke, he's not here, but a lot of the things that are happening right now with the Maiden in Holyoke, they're collected ideas out of my text that he sent me. I am making his vision come true, incomplete ideas that are in text. I am pulling them out of those texts and I'm gonna make sure that they live, that they become a reality. He wasn't done and that's why we are gonna keep moving this forward. The envision of this Made in Holyoke movement 
business, like I said, you know, it's paying it forward. We have to, because that's what he was. He paid it forward, community. So this is what this business needs to be, as well as a profit. It has to be a profit in order to generate the funding to be able to pay it forward and give it back. In the same way you did when you started your- After school program, exactly. My vision of this business is profit and nonprofit. You know, it could be so much more. It could be so, it could be anything that we want it to be. That's what's so wonderful and unique about it. But one thing that's important that needs to be is the mental health awareness and scholarships. I want to focus on Made in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. As not only three words that for some people look like a direct and strong statement. Mm -hmm. For others, it may be a cool branding name. I will personally say Made in Holyoke is a whole state of mind and a whole state of being. Mm -hmm. Because that was what Justin always made sure that Made in Holyoke meant by not just saying Made in Holyoke, it was sharing that energy of what it means to be Made in Holyoke. Mm -hmm. And not only through his music, it was through every single activity that he was involved with in the community. And thinking about the videos, thinking about the lyrics, thinking about the artistry mm -hmm. in the music. Surprise me is not the word, it's really gave me such joy to hear such beautiful, inspired and strong lyrics of pride, of of empowerment, and at the same time, being completely connected with what is the music of this time mm -hmm. as representation of identity and culture. Right. And on top of that, a level of craft and care on making sure that the sound, everything together as a music piece, it has quality, it has that personality embedded in it, and not just one track to get following and make it sound cool. Basically, just to be forgotten a couple of months after, which is what happens with most of the mm -hmm. music that is released just for commercial purposes. Right. So that, to me, became the very statement of transcend beyond time, as you mentioned, becoming timeless and become a message that could continue being passed on with the pass of time. And as I hear Made in Holyoke today, it gives me that same energy mm -hmm. that I felt the very first time I heard it. Mm -hmm. you, you, you said it perfectly. You know, this all coming from a perfectionist. You know, when it comes to those lyrics, which, by the way, the, the original lyrics lived in his head. He never wrote anything down. Um, so he, he, it just came to him, everything, which was interesting. We would always tell him, please write stuff down. You know, it'd be good to write stuff down. And he said, you know, he didn't feel the need because it was in his head. Yes, the recent ones, the, um, his last CD, he wrote stuff down and he would write certain things. But honestly, it's very hard to decipher because it's his way of putting things together. So it's just, he needs to say it. His brother says that all the time now when he looks at it. He's like, I can understand certain things, mom, but there's certain things that it's just him. He's the one, he wrote this, he knows what it means and, and why he's putting it in that way. But yeah, you're right, it's timeless because 
I smile when you say that because Justin grew up listening to Tupac and Tupac's music is, um, is timeless. And that's how he wanted his music and lyrics to be storytelling, have a significant, give messages. He learned it with Tupac. Of course, I purchased all Tupac's books and P Tupac's poetry because I let my son know a rapper, right? The rap artists and the hip hop and, you know, lyrics and, and the words that are part of certain music and, and rap. And, and it gets a lot of negative coverage for its reasons and certain circumstances. Um, so he was really very adamant again in making sure that his music meant something. It told a story, but it was going to lend itself to literally bring awareness and light to certain issues so it can, like always, help others, right? And support others. There it goes, his storytelling, his creativity of how to put those words and lyrics together where it, it makes sense. But the most unique thing that I saw with all of it was the way he then interpreted that music into a video. His, every single video was his idea. It's the way he envisioned that song will look like. And yes, he was a perfectionist and he would not put anything out there that was not well recorded, well sounding, very particular with his things. <laughs> so, and very careful because he really wanted to make sure that it reached as many people in a positive light, although the issues that were covered may not be that positive things we don't want to know or hear, but he put it in a way where it was okay to listen to it. And that's why it's reached so many, you know, and of course, many other reasons why it's reached so many people. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but my niece now is at Holyoke High School. She just entered her ninth grade there. And she sent me a text at the beginning of the school saying how proud she felt that in her classroom, they are actually looking at Justin's video, Made in Holyoke. They use it in the curriculum to teach the students in the class or to help them kind of start thinking about what does Holyoke mean to you? What does community mean to you? How do you identify yourself with Holyoke and the community? So they show Justin's video in the classroom at the Holyoke High School. It's amazing because that to me also allows a collaboration with the Made in Holyoke company, with the public school systems, and paired with the scholarships that we plan on doing. So about those plans, because as you mentioned, Justin, while knowledgeable somehow about what were the things that were going to happen, because it looks like he knew exactly his plan and the mission and the goals. And even though he's no longer physically with us, but the plan continues. So what are going to be the next steps and the ways that community will continue getting that legacy of Justin through Mating Holyoke. Okay. All right. Um, we plan on launching the MadeInHolyoke.com business in March. If all goes well, and I always say that, porque si Dios permite, con la ayuda de Dios siempre adelante. So that's the plan to launch the, the website. From there, his one-year anniversary is in April. 
He passed away on Easter, but Easter changes every year. So Easter this year, he passed away on the 17th last year. Easter this year, I believe it's, um, I want to say it's the 9th or the 6th, around there early. The next thing is that Jonathan, my son, is really also working on creating an annual event which will serve, he, he envisions it to being in the Heritage State Park, which by the way, Justin also did a pop-up concert once at the Heritage State Park, and that was his intention. That pop-up concert that he did, which he had a platform, a stage and everything, DJ Eski, he had all these people there. It was to showcase local artists. So Jonathan wants to create this annual event at the Heritage State Park. Will it will feature local artists and will have vendors, opportunities for vendors, small business vendors as well. But it also has to be a charitable event. We want to raise, we want to collect, we want to get money so then we can put aside for the scholarships, for any other paying back to the community funding. So, and he wants this to be an annual thing every year. So we're working on that, coming up with those things. Um, we're going to launch a new logo created by Jonathan because Justin always was thinking about another logo and it's going to involve Small City Big Dreams, which was his first CD. So that's where that logo is going to be coming from. And what I would like to be able to do also when I mentioned the collaboration with the high school because of the video being showed in the curriculum would be somehow organizing a contest of students taking the logo, the Made in Holyoke logo, editing it or creating it where it means something to them or the city. How can they take the Made in Holyoke and really connect it with something in the city of Holyoke? Obviously, there'll be guidelines, you know, and the winner of this contest will have their logo in our website, in the store, limited edition in our apparel, in a few of our apparels, the student will have that new, the logo. So I wanna be able to do something like that. And also the winner will get apparel, like a nice basket of gifts, but that would be the opportunity to be able to do that. In addition to now the scholarships too, that I would like to be able to offer those things. Oh my God, we have a, a really, a whiteboard full of so many things. As a matter of fact, when I leave here, I have a meeting with the board to start prioritizing and, and putting dates and locations. And of course, who else will we be inviting? Because one thing that's important that I taught Justin from the very beginning, and he knows it, you cannot do anything big by yourself. You've got to have your community. You've got to have your support. You've got to have your people. And together, you can make great things happen. And he proved it. What an amazing way to continue Justin's legacy. And I think it's exactly what, at some point, I will say that I sort of remember him mentioning that when I got the opportunity to interview him along with Chris Medina and Easy, Easy uh, with the promotion of what it was the second, by that time, the second community dinner at Kelly School. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember some sort of, this ideas of wanting to have local artists being showcased and to be supported and create this incubator of local talent yes. that is here, is here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's been here and but and, it needs and guidance. It needs structures and support you know, and, and, and and support the space for and and help with developing their vision even further because they have a vision. 
Some of them might not even know that it's a vision. So helping them discover that vision and growing their vision and even having writing workshops, right? The poetry, the writing and how things work together and maybe taking their materials and looking at it and with their input, like sometimes, you know, they might struggle and you might get stuck that added support. So there's so many possibilities, you know, and those are ways of, especially inner cities, um, different ways of disadvantage or people that are underrepresented to really get their message and their voice out. They do it through these different types of channels and avenues. And we need to take note of that and use those strengths and have people really come out of their shell or out of their box in many different ways, because it's not just one path, creativity, how do we draw that from them? You know, and I did that a lot with the Holyoke Youth Alliance when I did the organizing of community-wide events. I drew on every one of their strengths and therefore it was a success because every student felt important because of their unique skills and strengths. The beautifulness about it is that they grew as a team and they supported each other along the way. And I say this because I had middle school students all the way up to seniors. <laughs> so it was, it, was a nice, it was a nice dynamic to watch and Justin was part of the whole thing with my son, Jonathan. Justin and Jonathan. Thanks to the initiative by now city councilor Israel Rivera, it was possible to have the approval and now to have the reveal of extraordinary way really flats. appreciated it because Jonathan, that's the first thing he said. He's like, Mom, I really want a street with Justin's name on it. And I said, you know what? I am going to be um, meeting Israel at the planting of the cherry tree in the island. And I am going to let him know that you will like a street with Justin's name on it. And I'll talk to Izzy to see you know, how he can make this happen for us. And I remember having that conversation with him and he said, all right, well, um, I would have to bring it to the cabinet. And I said, well, you let me know if I need to come along or Jonathan. And we didn't. And it, here we are. And the sign is there. So we're very happy and grateful for, for Israel bringing that to the cabinet. What are the emotions? Because I think it's sort of a full circle experience to see Extraordinary way being the build, celebrating his birthday, celebrating his work, his legacy, and at the same time knowing that it's because of what you started on your own while Justin was growing up is what sparked this whole energy that today continues being through Amazing Holyoke. So what were some of those thoughts or emotions happening when it was revealed? the extraordinary way. I said something when I was at the top with the sign with my son. I'm so, I'm very, very proud. I'm so proud. I'm beyond proud because, you know, we as parents always want our children to excel, to, to be better than us, right? To go further than we were able to go. And that was that moment. You know, I talk about me opening up my first after school program at age 12 doing everything that I did with community organizing, community youth organizations, and, and being a huge champion of education. And to this day, you know, still inspiring, motivating others. 
and my son got the street sign. <laughs> you know, I kind of made that comment. I haven't gotten a street sign. <laughs> and, but the proud of, because you want your children to be the star, right? We work so hard, we want our children to be that star. We want them to, to reach for the stars and be better than us. And that moment, that validation, the proudness of my son followed my footsteps, and he's a legacy. I, I didn't have a superstar son in Hollywood, but I had a superstar son in Holyoke, the city that I grew up in. I came here from Puerto Rico. I was born in Ciales, Puerto Rico, in Campito, en la montaña. I came here when I was two years old. I moved into the flats. My parents moved us, we're in the flats. I went to that same after-school program community center that I opened up at 12 when I was a little girl through Head Start. I went there in that same community center. And just to see the steps that my son took in such a short period of time, my steps were longer, and he just blew it out of the water. <laughs> and I'm, I am not surprised because that's just the type of guy he was. But I, I do reflect and I'm extremely impressed that he was able to do it all through those days. Just so impressed. I think he's looking down and he's proud of what he's done. And we certainly, we honor, we remember, we celebrate Justin. We celebrate extraordinary because that's what he always was, extraordinary and he's here. He will be always here and thinking especially of the impact of Made in Holyoke as a video being now part of the school yeah. Yeah. is proof of that impact. That once again makes him timeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. And I feel heartwarmed to watch and to, ex to witness, experience all the people that just loved my son and still do to this day. It's wonderful to see that I, I raised a wonderful man, two, two wonderful men. Estoy super orgullosa, super orgullosa because I was a teen mom and the odds were against me and I was a statistic and stereotype of a young teen mom. This teen mom has come a long way, so I'm happy that my son is a legacy in the city of Holyoke that I grew up with and as a little girl that I've worked hard at and that I've given so much to because I enjoy doing that. and. My son has a legacy here. He is, he's going to continue shaping and moving Holyoke spiritually through us <laughs> because it's going to be shaping and moving Holyoke. You know, another thing that I forgot to mention is that extraordinary way, extraordinary way. Another thought that we're, thought we're in talks about as well, usually it's somewhere during the summer, is not a block party, but block events themed to support different groups for different purposes. So for instance, the panhandler situation, homelessness, right? Food insecurities, possibly a food drive, bringing it to that section. Arts, artistry, right? A painting night, getting paint 
easels all down that little road and having community events, having people paint, you know, in the summer, do some paintings. Game day, old school games, right? I would love to be able to get some donations, right? To get some checker tables, you know, those concrete cement ones back in the days and have them lined up. And that would be like a weekend, like maybe one day out of the weekend, it would be game night day for the family. So I'm talking about old school. So I'm talking about double Dutch. I'm talking about marbles. Okay. I'm talking about pom pom pool away. You know, I'm talking about those really nice games that are, that were, that we grew up with, that we weren't doing videos and outdoors. I'm looking at things that can happen in that street that will bring about community and will also support and help and be that tool that will help with the mental health, you know, the isolations. So lots of great things. The only way that we can explain why someone like Justin became such extraordinary is because he has an extraordinary mom. And I really want to show my appreciation, my respect, and my admiration for raising Justin, Jonathan, for making so much for your community and making that a lesson of life that now lives as a legacy through Made in Holyoke. A perfect example to continue passing on this energy so we can continue growing and becoming better as a community. Definitely. It is because of people like you, Elsie. So thank you so Gracias. much for that. Gracias. You know, we have, there's a button that I put on your, on your shirt there. You know, we grab all of these quotes from his lyrics. We are all we got. That's one of his things that he said all the time. Because we, us, humans. So we're in it together. Let's make the best of it. <laughs> Keep an eye out, madeinholyoke.com. It's going to be launching in the month of March. We do have a Facebook social media for the Made in Holyoke, and um, we'll be posting flyers of upcoming events and great stuff. And um, it is the, um, the intent, the initial intent is to start profiting so we can start giving right back, making sure these, all of his dreams come true. You know, the incompleted dreams that are still there in progress. They're pending. <laughs> well, Elsie, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation, especially this opportunity to remember, honor, and celebrate Justin. Because it's all about that. It's, mm -hmm. it's a celebration. I think that was what he always did by making Made in Holyoke as a way to celebrate who we are, where we are, where we come from. Mm -hmm. And I hope one good way to continue that and continue that energy to be present. So thank you so much. Oh, I will keep you in the loop. <laughs> thank you for really allowing me the opportunity to be able to talk about Justin, his legacy, and about the upcoming future initiatives that we have that's going to involve community. Because without a community, you really can't, you know, it's, it's harder to move forward. And we really want this business to be sustainable in the future because it needs to keep giving. It just needs to. It's Justin, it's what he left behind. So. And that's how we are made in Holyoke. Mm-hmm, exactly. Take it everywhere. Don't forget that. <laughs>